The following program is intended for mature audiences. Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. It's Big Boom Radio Friday, people, so it's time once again for the Big Boom Radio podcast, Riffs and Rants, with Johnny Teflon and Michael Sean Lee. Both barrels, both sides, and a lot of good music, too. All I know is this violates every canon of respectable broadcasting. Indeed it does, my friend, indeed it does. And we'll be right back, folks, after the first gem of the day. It's a Christmas all over 
Christmas time. It's it's. I'm feeling festive. I'm feeling festive. As am I. Yes. And as you had mentioned before the show, this is uh, as far as we could recall, our first Christmas show we've ever yeah, done. Our first first show on Christmas Day. Yeah, because last year I know we did some kind of holiday something, but it wasn't you know da da Christmas right. you know yeah, theme. No doubt. No doubt. Well, on that note, Merry Christmas, John. Merry Christmas to you. Thank you very much, and to everybody out there listening. Happy Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Merry Christmas to everybody. All that stuff. Hope everybody's feeling festive. <laughs> Hope everybody's being safe and uh, and doing the right thing, as it yep. were. And uh, and yeah, Happy Holidays, everybody. This it's is Christmas time, which means, of course. Gifts. Gift giving, yes, yes. The Gift Walmart. giving in the age of COVID-19. Yeah, that's a, it's been a bit of a challenge, I, I, I must say. Sure. But, uh, but you know, there's, there's the people that, uh, that, that obviously we give gifts to, you know, friends, relatives, that, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And uh, I don't know about you, John, but I got a list of people I wish I could oh, give yes. gifts to, you know. People that, uh, that are maybe out of, out of my loop, but mm-hmm. at the same time mm-hmm. I'm thinking of them. Yep. Uh, during this uh, during this Yuletide time there's, of the there's year, there's nothing between you except for tall walls and, and armed security and, and really. serious security. <laughs> <laughs> and this is probably a good thing. I, I think yes. that's, that's warranted. But uh, but yeah, I have this uh, this list of of folks I wish I could uh, bequeath a gift onto this. So uh, do I. This particular Christmas, and I'm, I'm not surprised that you do. <laughs> uh, and uh, I'm very curious as to who's on Johnny Teflon's. What would we call this? Wish list, gift list. Um, yeah, we're oh. gonna go with wish list because they're not necessarily naughty, but uh, in a in a Rod Serling esque way, all these gifts are going to suit these people <laughs> to a T. I'm 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 thinking that most of the people on my list have actually been naughty. Don't know what that says about uh, <laughs> because you're a crusader. Is That's that what why. it is? Yes. All right, that makes sense. That makes sense. You're looking for your comeuppance. <laughs> Well, you know, we're 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 right at the tail end of the year, so if you're going to get it in, get it in now, right. you know, because right. there's kind of an absolution that comes with you know flipping the calendar around to the new year. So before we close out 2020, mm-hmm. uh, very curious, John, who was on your uh, gift list wish list for 2020? Well, I can I can go through them, and then you, you go through yours. We'll do our, I, I our typical be, you I know flip flop. Yes, I will be pleased to do so. All right, at the top of my list. Uh, is a young lady I'm I'm very enamored by, as our usual listeners will attest, Miss Nancy Pelosi. Ah, yes, and one, uh, one, of, one of Johnny's favorites, one of my ultimate favorites. <laughs> what a what a class act she is. Uh, I would get her some new teeth that fit in her mouth so she could lie easier. Ooh, new, new, Ooh. new teeth that she doesn't have to fight ah. with when she talks. <laughs> That, I, I can't <laughs> say I'm shocked that, uh, that Nancy appears on your list, John. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would be disappointed if and she this, did not. You know, we're, we're not going to make this list political because, look, that, nah. it's over. Yeah. We're moving on. Oh, yeah. You people <laughs> won. It's okay. Is that how it works? <laughs> okay. Very good. How about Very one good. of yours, sir? Well, oh, you want? Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I'll, uh, I'll uh, tit for tat, as they throw say. Throw one out there, uh, seeing as how we are not getting political. Um, <laughs> Yet, <laughs> uh, our good friend uh, Rudy Giuliani. Oh, uh, poor yes. Rudy. Yeah, I know. Rudy, I know. Rudy. I think at this point in time, I would like to uh, to gift Rudy uh, a trip to see the Wizard, 
the wonderful Wizard of Oz. Go on. Because, 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 whatever. Uh, if you remember in the, uh, in the wonderful tale of the Wizard of Oz, um, the, uh, the, the crew, if you will, the, uh-huh. uh, the Dorothy crew, was taken uh, to the Wiz because they were in need of a few things. Um, the Scarecrow, of course, was uh, in need of brains. Uh, the Tin Man uh, was in need of a heart. You know, he's in dire need of a heart. Yep. Uh, our man, the Cowardly Lion, of course, needed a little bit of courage. Sure. Uh, so I'm thinking in this case, if, uh, if I was uh, fortunate enough to bring Rudy along on this trip... That we'd get him some dignity. Oh, poor Rudy. I mean, you know, you think of where he's been and where he is now. Um, You know, once upon a time, he was, you know, the the, the country's mayor post 9-11. And prior to that, was a prosecutor, brought down a lot of bad guys. He was a crusader. And now we have Rudy doing... Weird press conferences outside hair of color running strange down his face. places with yeah with hair dye streams, <laughs> and it was just I oh, I, I felt man. for the man I truly did as as completely uh, gone uh, mentally I think um, we need yeah. we need a little something for uh, for Rudy to bring him back to where he was once upon a time and yeah. I think I think a little dignity for Rudy would be most appropriate. You know, some uh, people say never meet season. your heroes. I say never watch them grow old. Yeah. Because it's not always graceful. No, it's not. Yeah. It's not. It's a shame. But yeah, a little, uh, little dignity for our man Rudy. All right. Fair enough. Good All present. Right. So well, what, what else that. you got there, John? What else you uh, got? Well, my next one is kind of like a big group present of okay. sorts. Uh, it goes out to Congress. Ooh, just all of them. The generosity of Johnny Teflon. Yes. Yeah, this, this, it knows no bounds. Yes. There's quite uh, a few and of for them. them, I know they've been looking forward to this, mm-hmm. term limits. Ho! Ho! <laughs> We'd be and, doing them a favor. Yeah, well, doing us a favor, because really, I don't care what an 87-year-old thinks about anything. I'm with you on that Anything. One. Yeah, yeah. How could you Good be... night. How could you be <laughs> dialed in, you know, to what the, what the common man, what the everyman uh, is experiencing if you're... In your right. late 80s, early 90s. Uh, Especially you, when the Founding Fathers were lucky if they, they got past 50. Yeah. Lucky. Seriously. They didn't anticipate I being in there that don't old. don't think they had this in mind. I really don't. <sighs> yeah. So I'm, I'm 100% behind you on that one. John, as a matter of fact, if you need a little, need a little help, if I can slip you a few bucks to, to uh, move things along. As well, I might as... need you to contact some of your Antifa friends. Oh, Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Who you say don't exist? Get back to me on that, John. Get back to me on that. Well, you know it's it's funny you mentioned members of uh, members of the inner circle in Washington. Uh, next person on my list could be uh, could be considered one of those people, but uh, but completely different uh, different approach. I'm taking this. I'm thinking, of course, of our man Bernie Sanders. Ooh. Uh, and uh, and if you've you've seen Bernie and you've watched any HBO. Uh, you'll know that Bernie Sanders actually is uh, Larry. Uh, Larry is it Larry Sanders? No, uh, Larry. Um... Larry. Oh God, what's his name? Wow. Yeah, he was the inspiration behind uh, behind Seinfeld. Right. And Larry David. Excuse Larry me. David. Yes, of course. He, Bernie You're is of, um, the other show with <laughs> with Sanders. That was okay. Yes, we've been hitting the eggnog, folks. Oof. It's true. Um, <laughs> But yes, I think Bernie Sanders needs an HBO series alongside Larry David. Totally. Because I think Bernie Sanders is Larry David. I Larry truly Dar- do. Larry David, if necessary, could play 
Bernie Sanders. He does an amazing job on Saturday Night Live. My point exactly. My point they exactly. They are basically the same guy. Yeah. 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 So let's get Bernie a series alongside, uh, alongside Larry on HBO. Bernie and Larry. And, yeah. uh, and we'll all live happily ever after. I like it. That's what I'm thinking. I like it. That, yeah. I would watch that. That little Absolutely. rock hour, two hours of, of programming right Dial there. it in. Dial, Dial it in. in. Big ratings. Oof. Big ratings. So. Anyway, moving right along, who else is on your list, John? Well, the next person on my list I know is one of your faves. Yeah, so okay. I know he makes you coo like a snow dove whenever he speaks. Oh, my goodness. That's, of course, uh, uh, Dr. Fauci, ah, the, uh, you know, the, the expert man, the of man, this the week. The man, the myth, Right, yes, right. Yes, And uh, As long for, as he doesn't try to pitch. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. Mm. Um, for him, I'm getting, uh, do you ever see the giant inflatable microphone David Lee Roth rode around on in the Yankee Rose video? I haven't, but it's like a very easy Bronco. thing to visualize, yeah, very easy knowing, to visualize. knowing David Lee. Very easy. I would get that for Dr. Fauci because I've yet to see him meet a mic he didn't like. Ooh. And thou dost protest too much when he says, oh, no, no, I don't want the spotlight. Look, he's a knowledgeable guy. I don't take that away from him, but... Uh, what, what is it? Alligator tears or crocodile tears? Crocodile with tears. the whole, please don't put me in the spotlight. What time am I on? Mm. <laughs> okay. 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 Giant inflatable microphone. You know, far, far be it for me to be critical of anybody else's Christmas list. I can understand <laughs> that. But uh, since we're going to go there. Um, <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> I, I, think, uh, I think our outgoing president, Donald Trump, uh, is in need of, of a little something that I have in mind for him. Oof. I know this is hard. Straight hard, jacket? Yeah, well, <laughs> seriously. Um, it's, it's, I know it's a hard thing for the, uh, for the public uh, to wrap their brain around, but I'm fully, fully of the opinion that in secret, uh, Donald Trump truly admires Barack Obama. I, I, I think he really does look up to, uh, to the former president, the president that preceded him. Mm -hmm. And in that respect... Um, I think that uh, an ideal gift for this Christmas season for Donald Trump would be a copy of Barack Obama's new book, A Promised Land. Nice. You know, I'm, I'm sympathetic to the Donald. I, I, I understand that he really can't be seen going into a Barnes & Noble and picking up a copy of himself. You know, he has this narrative that's been established, and mm -hmm. we wouldn't want him to, you know, contradict himself in any way. He is, of course, the president for a few more days. And, uh, and, you know, after he leaves, leaves this job, technically speaking, he's going to be unemployed, probably have a little bit of time on his hands, and some good reading material, I've always found, uh, was, was a good way to get you through those, those times, <laughs> you know, before you, before you, you know, uh, scored your next gig and moved on. So, right. so yeah, for, uh, for the man, the myth, and the legend, Donald Trump, a copy of A Promised Land by Barack Obama. All right. All right. <laughs> It's better than a bag of coal, I suppose. If you could see the looks that Johnny is giving me across the table right now, no, folks. I'm just, look, it, it is what it is. For my next present, all right, uh, I'm going to send out the very deserving, I, a heartfelt gift to Mr. Kanye West. Ah, yes. Uh, along with a... Former presidential candidate, for, well, Kanye almost, West. Almost. He was like sort exploring. Of. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, I'll say just for myself, I think everyone else should feel the same way, but... I owe him a huge apology. Kanye? I, I, I do, because I thought he was going to be the one to lose his mind when he lost the, the election. 
And uh, yeah, I prognosticated that my pollsters were wrong on that one. Oh, there was a yeah. lot of that this year. A lot of lot of incorrect polling going on. Yes. And you know, for what it's worth, I think I think Kanye probably lost his mind a long time ago. Uh, you yeah. Know, a, 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 a long time ago. Let's just leave it. Yeah, at but that. when your average hip hop mogul wackadoo looks the same level of crazy as your outgoing president, that's a sobering thought. It's man. been a strange year, folks. <laughs> it's been a strange year. It's 2020. The, the man year. I supported through thick and thin. <laughs> just saying. I think the entire year needs an asterisk, quite frankly. Oh, and, my, uh, my. And I think that's probably a big part of it. All but, right, um, over to you, sir. All right. Um, I don't know how many people are familiar with this gentleman. Or at least this gentleman's name, but I'm thinking, uh, you know, in my gift-giving uh, state of mind, that Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton, the uh, the man who filed a lawsuit against Georgia, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin over how they handled their uh, their ballot tallying, uh, and then when he was turned back, brought up the idea of succession uh, for the state of Texas. I, I think the man is a little little bereft of history or yeah. knowledge of history. So I'm thinking for him, uh, a copy of the Ken Burns documentary Civil War might be appropriate. Mm. You know, so maybe he gets an idea of what happened the last time right. a state tried to secede from the Union. After 18 hours, he might come out a better man for yes. the experience. And failing that, uh, Rosetta Stone Spanish kit. I think for him, <laughs> for for when the rest of the country gets a little tired of them floating the secession idea, sure. and gives Texas back to Mexico. Yeah, I mean, because not for nothing, secession works about as well as socialism does. Yeah, those S words, they're just not good. You got to stay away from not them. Good you social do. structure. Words. If you're a politician, you should veer off. Just right? veer off. You know. So, Oof. so yeah, and I, you know, I mean, everybody knows Ken Burns. You know, does the quality documentaries. He, of course, he nails it. So I think that would be most appropriate for uh, for Mr. Paxton. All right. Yes. Solid. What else you got, John? Oh, my, my last one uh, was actually prompted by, you know, the new wave of Star Wars enthusiasm ah, okay. uh, based on the, the Mandalorian show on Disney+. Plus. A very good series from what I understand. Yeah, outstanding. And it's, it's getting me back into that, that, that kid-like, you know, enthusiasm yeah. for it again. Star Wars is good like that. And in looking up some stuff online, you know, reviews of the episodes and whatnot, I came across an article with George Lucas okay. uh, with some hoity-toity magazine doing the interview. <laughs> and his tagline was, um, you know, how disappointed he was after the $4 billion sale. Yeah, that's right. $4 billion sale of Four the Star billion. Wars franchise to Disney. That's quite a few zeros. Right. So he had a bit of, of, of postpartum depression going uh, on because okay. he felt that they were going to give him uh, more input into the ongoing Star Wars uh, movies. Okay. Which obviously, yes, would beg the question, well, why just sell it, well, stupid? Yeah, and what did you think was going to happen exactly. when, they, when they gave stupid. you a check for $4 billion? <laughs> yep. Mm. So, uh, my Christmas present to Mr. George Lucas, the man who has everything. Okay? You would think. You would, you would think. think. Yeah. Um, I'm going to add in there uh, two things in two words. Uh, pencil, paper. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and what was the title I came up with again? Cosmic Clash. <laughs> All right. All <laughs> Which right. is in no way related to Star Wars whatsoever. <laughs> Featuring Eric... Moon Watcher as, as the lead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and a whole cast of characters. Get working on it, George. Do it all over again. And again, so sorry for your loss. Enjoy the $4 billion. Yeah, that, that, that was a heartbreaking situation <laughs> to see George have to go through. It truly was. And, and, you know, sometimes with those rich guys, 
Um, the simple things are overlooked. And you would think you with know? $4 billion, he would go buy himself a chin. Yeah. Because that, that awkward pelican thing is Ain't just, working. No, ain't working. No. You know? Not when you're a four billionaire. Yeah. Yeah. And that was prior to, of course, all the money he made from, like, say, the merchandising right. um, of Star Wars, which I believe to this day is actually more than what they made at the box office. Unrelated, as I was looking at eBay at old, like, the original Star Wars toys and everything that came yeah. out, yeah. it doesn't mean the person's going to get this, but they had a pristine, in-the-box, little tiny Jawa action figure. Nice. $39,000 they were asking <laughs> for. The only thing more ostentatious Whoa. and nerdy than that was the fact that I knew that they weren't going to get that sum because the same year or the second half of the year, they came out with the same figure with a cloth like coverall instead okay. of that little vinyl cape thing that yep. always fell apart. Yep. So guess what? You're not going to get that. <laughs> $39,000. That's a whole different reality than, than what I'm living from <laughs> on a day-to-day -day basis. Clearly. Wow. Wow. All so right. those are mine. I know you got to lose right. one more in the well, kitty. you know, and, and kind of in the same vein that you were just mining, um, uh, on my list uh, is Marvel Studios. Uh, what I'd like to gift them, and I know this is a bit of a stretch, it's going to push technology, but I'm willing to write the check. Uh, I think they need a clone of Chadwick Boseman. Well, before you go any further, yes. there's no Christmas bonus for Big Boom Radio this year. Just oh, so you know. my goodness. All right. But well, I, I may have to give Marvel <laughs> Studios an IOU then. It, yeah, it, it, strictly you know. Jelly of the Month Club this yeah, year. Yeah, I'll crunch some numbers and see if I can still still <laughs> you know come up with it. But, uh, but I don't know if you've heard, but Marvel Studios is... Uh, continuing on with a sequel to the Black Panther movie. And doesn't they, surprise me. They, not at all, given the box the, uh, office. Right. doesn't yeah. surprise me they're going to try. Go yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but, and, and they're not going to recast the Black Panther character. Yeah. And in all honesty, I, I, you know, for, for what it's worth, I agree with them on that. I'm not sure they could, given the, the just uh, absolutely phenomenal job that, uh, that Chadwick Boseman did with the Black Panther in the first movie. Um, but they are pressing forward with the sequel. Uh, it is due out in July of 2022. Huh. And I don't know how in the hell they're going to pull this off. But I do know that a clone of Chadwick Boseman, hopefully a clone that retains the acting abilities of, sure, sure. of the gentleman, uh, would be just the over-the-top gift for the good folks at Marvel Studios this year. Yeah. So we uh, have to pull off, though. Yeah, keep, keep us updated. Little on, challenge, on the progress. little challenge. But I'm I'm working on it. You know, I'm making some calls, pulling some strings. You know, God knows when you work for Big Boom Radio that that opens some doors for you. It does. You know, there's some pull. You feel there. free to throw my name around. I do it all the time, John. All right, I truly right. do. You know, um, and I'm you know very very uh, grateful that I have yet to be arrested for doing that. <laughs> um, but 2021 is a whole new year, yeah. and of course I have until you know 2022 to pull this one off. And I feel confident. I do. All right. You know, and, and, uh, and we're going to move forward. Yes. All right. So, All right, then. So there you go. So those are our gifts to people we wish we knew. <laughs> and I'm sure that they're glad that we don't. I'm sure they've been hanging on the edge of this seat wondering what we were going to get them this yeah, year. Yeah, because I really, I would give my eye teeth to see Fauci ride that microphone. I totally would. <laughs> Uh, I, I, I don't find that at all surprising. Uh, just like I'd love to see the look on Donald Trump's face when I presented him with a copy of A Promised Land. Yeah, you know, exactly. That would pr probably knowing Donald be the last thing I did on this earth, but still, you know. The book was very, very bad. 
I, I heard good things. I'm sorry. I uh, <laughs> You know, it got it got some stars. It's on okay. The reviews, it's okay. Well, this, I tell you what, this takes us to um, magic time yes. once again. It's time for the another effervescent middle holiday gem. Yes, a Yuletide theme gem. Yes. yes, and I, I changed gears on this one from okay. the, the Tom Petty opener yep. to go way back to Christmases of yore. We're going classic on. This oh, we're going one. real classic I on this like one. It. I like. How it. about a little Chuck Berry? Oh, doing Run Run Rudolph. Yes, and that's right. So let us hit you with that one, folks, and we'll be back in a few minutes with, with of course, more eggnog. Yes, and things and stuff. Thank you, Chuck. Yes. Thank you, Chuck. The late, great Chuck Berry. And he is just a motor scooting on that guitar and that song. <laughs> can you not totally like visualize Chuck playing totally that? Totally can. Doing yeah. a little, like, little Doing kick the duck walk. across yeah. the stage. Absolutely. I mean, Absolutely. Just fun Christmas. And it was, it was a tie, folks, between that and uh, Snoopy and the Red Baron by the Royal <laughs> Guardsman. And Michael, much to his credit, it this was, is probably my Christmas gift. He said, you know what, John? You choose. <laughs> And like, well, it was just the candy store. I couldn't. It was it, exactly that. It was such a tough call. 
between the two songs. They were both fun, right? Uh, both totally appropriate, and it was like, ah. And really, know? I mean, in general, there were so many because we wanted our theme to be Christmas rock and roll songs. Yep. And yes, there's like the A tier of the ones that immediately come to mind for everybody. And then we looked at a couple in the B tier. This guy even had a couple in the C that I never heard before. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I wish they were like B tier. I'd play them. That, uh, that weird owl tune. That weird owl about, about was one. Shanna yeah. having a meltdown and going off. And yeah. it's just, you know, so it was so hard to do. And, you know, not giving anything away, you're totally going to love the last one because it's just iconic Christmas yep. rock song. Yep. So it was um, probably, I'm going to say, overall, our easiest gems we ever had to do. Oh, yeah. Because well, it was a fun debate. Yeah. It was a fun debate. It was a, it was a win-win across the board. No matter what we chose, it yep, was going to yep. be good. So, yeah. And that's that's just classic stuff right there with Chuck. It's and, how the holidays should know. be. Yeah. I remember listening to that tune when I was like three. Right? Know? And like I told you, I love that, that Snoopy and Red Baron song because as a little boy, it had army and war in it. So that just made it cool. <laughs> you know, everything else was sleigh rides and gumdrops. And here yep. you got these guys shooting it out in airplanes. Yep. I'm like, this yep. is the best song ever. <laughs> Merry Christmas, my friend. <laughs> so, yes, the road Good stuff. Man. Good stuff. Well, I tell you what, buddy. We, uh, we're so just altruistic today in the spirit yeah, of Yeah, talking about all the stuff we want to get for other people. Right. Yeah. So I say, back to being us, screw them. <laughs> what if we... <laughs> that is us, isn't it? Right. Yes. In, in the ultimate act of self-aggradation, what uh, toys for big boys would we gift ourselves yeah. if we had, let's say, let's put some disclaimers on this. Unlimited funds? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, waiver from all blue laws in the 50 continental United States? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> and, and we'll suspend ourselves from any, any kind of morality involved in this Uh-oh. kind of situation. I mean, it's, you know, it's t- even, even with these, these hypotheticals that we're throwing out, it's really difficult um, to consider getting a gift for yourself. It you is. know, I don't know about you, but it's, it's, it's a tough call. You know, anytime I found myself in a, in a rare situation where I've had a few extra dollars and I thought about getting something for myself, mm-hmm. you know, that, that responsible voice in my yes. brain, you know, is to walk it back, walk it back. You don't have to have all of that. Yep. You know, maybe you could just get a little bit of that, yep. you know. So the, so the $10,000, you know, vacation trip to Hawaii, you know, kind of gets backburnered, right. you know, and we're looking for something that's that's a little bit more uh, reasonable, rational. Sure. And there's always something in my brain, I don't know about you, that, that has to connect it to a practicality. Yep. And that pisses me off. Yeah. You know, so often when I get gifts for other people, it's totally indulgent stuff. Yeah. Totally, you know, something that I know they would never get for themselves. Right. You know, for these very reasons that we're talking mm-hmm. about now. And uh, I mean, as a younger man, I was world-renowned for my Ability to piss away money like nobody's business. Oh yeah, that's and a talent. Somewhere in there, I finally, I guess, wised up. Yeah, and uh, became the opposite. I'm like frugal now, Ugh. Ugh. and I, I think it's because I finally bridged the gap between my business life and my personal life, and yeah. worked in the same way. Yeah, and now it's like I don't scrimp every penny by any mm-hmm. stretch of imagination, but uh, just all my purchases, my big purchases. You've known me long enough to see it. Yeah. Um, well, let's get the sports car, and then I show up with the <laughs> responsible, you know, gas-sipping sedan. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's the infinite search for balance. Right, It right. really is. You know, as much as I, I love B to death, my original plan was to get a very large and muscular Doberman pitcher. Nice. I, and I read how much, like, work they were mm-hmm. and the extra expense. To, oh, I'm yeah. like, okay, we're not going to do that. So it's always that, 
wah, wah, that that plan B I stepped down to in my life. Yeah, yeah. So I tell you what, if we're going to sus- suspend the rules, we're here. suspending the rules nice. here, being purely uh, phantasmic and whimsical. Yes, indulgent, if you will. Yes. Yeah. In no particular order, give me, I don't know, give me three things that you would buy tomorrow for yourself. All right. Well, if I had unlimited funds, um, and and. Absolutely no no consideration about beating myself up tomorrow for what I would spend on this. Uh, tops of the list, since I'm a summertime person, uh, would be a hot rotted out grill. Nice. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, something that has dual tailpipes mm. and engines, something that could levitate. You know, the kind of thing. Now, let me that ask w- you this before you get crazy. Yeah. Do you have grill skills? Absolutely. Okay, so you would be piloting this. Oh thing. yeah, okay. and even okay. better, I have marinade <laughs> skills. Uh, oh, you know? all right, all right. So, so this grill would have to have multiple ports. Uh-huh. You know, for 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 the different uh, different phases of cooking <laughs> and prepping. You know, not just uh, not just uh, meat, but anything else you would potentially put over an open flame. Right. You know, it's like maybe corn on the cob or something like that. And you know, this thing would have to have a computer, an onboard computer. <laughs> You know, so it could work all this shit out. It would have to have the means to communicate with me, you know, and... Uh, Cybernetically? Exactly, like, yeah. Yeah, maybe that's one of those deals where you, you plug it into your brain, you know, you get those tabs that you plug into your forehead. Because up to that point, I can imagine one of our listeners in the Midwest, honey, come on out here. He's talking about what we bought on the QVC. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're talking, you know, we're talking at least five figures, on this, if not six. That's a hell of a grill. Yeah, you know, and we're talking... Does that come with the meat? Um, no, no, <laughs> but but you would have, like, a computer hookup to, like, the, 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 the best ranches around the country that produce huh. the best, the most highest quality beef. You know, this is where I walk back insulting Texas in a previous <laughs> segment and say I would, like, be completely dialed in with these guys, yeah, you know. smart move. Yeah, and you'd have, you know, the, the computer would provide you with these, you know... Funky transparent screens like you see in like like um, Iron Man, you could just yeah, exactly like the Avenger films and go through this, <laughs> you know, and you'd have access to you know all the meat producers globally. Wow, you know, so somebody down in Australia, you know, has had a particularly good year as far as you know cattle or whatever, <laughs> and they would have to be a little uh, little side. Uh, uh, port, if you will, uh-huh. um, to link up, you know, the appropriate high quality wine to whatever it is that you're cooking. So you know, you're cooking this, you're cooking that. And then you turn that on, and it tells you, okay, you need a bottle of, you know, I don't know, whatever, uh, a mixed blend of reds, you know, that you can only find in, you know, this this uh, mountain region of Italy, you know. So it'll send a message out there saying, hey, we need a bottle of this, and it'll facilitate everything as far as getting the bottle to you, you know, and it'll tap into your bank account to pay the bill. That's a really precise pipe dream. You yeah, man, we're talking <laughs> hardcore, high tech. You know, grill of the future. We're talking like 22nd century grill. Clearly. You know, and I know it's out there. I know it exists. Oh, the CIA must have a version Absolutely. of it. Or Area 51. You know they do. You know they do. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, and just, you know, it's one of those things where there's like a pilot seat where you sit into it, <laughs> you know, and, and you, you plug in mentally and, and everything like this. And, uh, you know, and at the end of the, end of the whole experience, you produce just the perfect barbecued meat, whatever it is, whether it's chicken or beef or fish or whatever, you know, it cooks it to an exacting standard, you know, and then it... Well, I imagine for five figures, it would. You'd hope. You'd hope. I mean, that would be (laughs) kind of necessary. But yeah, something along along those lines, if I had, you know, unlimited fundage and no restraint, no reason, no anything to hold me back 
that would be you know high right. on my list. Nice. So, yeah. So what do you got, John? Well, I mean, I I was gonna throw out something kind of um, generic, I, I I guess, for my first one, okay. which would be uh, you know anything with a V8 and a stick shift. <laughs> but I'm going to have to be more precise now since you went into such exacting detail with yours. All right. All right. I'm going to say I would like any or all, because I've been very good this year, yes. of the uh, Batmobiles that have appeared in nice. both TV series and movies. Yes. And yes. The, the garage to fit them in. I was about to say, yeah. you'd have to have the proper facilities, you know, and you'd have to have like a bay. You know, to drive each one of these cars underground, yeah, yeah, because yeah. there's a couple of there's, there's, you know, there's a good what half dozen of these cars at this point. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're not far off. Well, let, let's say like the Tim Burton Batman's. We'll combine those as one. Yeah. Okay. So you got that one. You got the Schumacher one. Yeah. You got the Christian Bale one. Yeah. And the original TV series. Yeah. So the, the classic. Right. Yeah. And in my hometown, growing up, a guy owned that car. No kidding. And he also owned um, one of the General Lees. Yeah. And he would go uh, downtown to the local McDonald's, and he'd always see this great crowd of people, which would obviously gather around. And he'd let sure. people look at it and touch it and everything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, almost and you, taunting you'd, me. And you probably, <laughs> I don't know, going out on a limb here, you'd probably have to hire an individual mechanic for each one. You know, that, yeah. that, that, that has those skills dialed in. One of those guys that has memorized the diagram and knows yep. every nut and every uh, crevice and everything about the, every screw in the car. And I would address each one of them as Alfred, regardless of what their name was. Yep, yep. Because you'd it's have my to. Alfred. You'd yeah. have to, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like it, man. That'd be fun. That'd See, be a so lot of simple, fun. Simple things to keep me happy. Absolutely. That's how I was as a kid. You give me a toy, I disappear for hours. Yep. Yep. Never hear from me. Absolutely. Good what stuff, else you John. Got? Good stuff. Uh, all right. Well, number two on my list. Um, this would have to. Uh, this is we're going out there now because this would uh, have something to do with uh, altering the time space continuum. Oh, okay. I yeah, can make it happen. Yeah, make it happen. Yeah. But what I'd like uh, is a do-over <laughs> on the night that I decided to move from Southern California to the East Coast. Ah, oh, see now we all feel bad. <laughs> Well, what is it you don't like here? The no, weather? No, is it the... no disrespect to my to my <laughs> my good friends and family on the East Coast, but uh, but to this day, you know, anytime I share this with people, they all have the same reaction. What were you thinking? And obviously, there was drugs and alcohol involved. Um, and I can honestly answer, I have no idea what I was thinking. I don't know, but I would like an opportunity to rethink that whole thing. And, I don't know, uh, man. Everything and, happens for a reason. Well, you know, I might come up with the very same uh, decision that I made right. uh, back then to make that move. But knowing your luck, you know, if you were to manage to go back, and here you are, you're on taking a stroll down Venice Beach, right? Mm. It's a beautiful day. Yes. You just got done sipping a, a, a tab, <laughs> and you go and you throw the, the, the cup into the garbage can, and that, that weight of the cup, almost that of a moth, would be enough to trigger the San Andreas Fault, into right. having an adverse reaction. And, and the whole state slides into the sea. Entirely possible. Yes. But, you know, it's, it's funny you bring that up because I have researched it. And uh, <laughs> if, if said, you know, mother of all earthquakes hit the Southern California area, uh -huh. all it would really do was move Southern California closer to Hawaii. And I'm already, you know, a huge, huge fan of Hawaii. You know, I've been out there, God knows, dozen times. And I've always told people that, you know, if I was ever to hit the lottery and up and disappear like a puff of smoke in the wind, um, look for me in one of the islands. Maybe you get a place you right know? next to the Obamas. I hear they have a compound. Are they out in Hawaii? 
They're out there everywhere, they? but they have a place there still. Oh. Yep. Well, no, I'd be thinking more along the lines of getting a place next to Mick Fleetwood. Because I figure Mick's got, Better you know. Parties. Yeah, yeah, he's got the cool people coming out to visit him and whatnot. Chance to meet Stevie Nicks. Yep. You know, hang out and party with Stevie. You know, smoke some good Hawaiian herb. Um, but <laughs> Your needs are minimal, really. <laughs> I'm telling you. But, uh, but yeah, I know, I know, you know, most people... I mean, the idea that you go through life and never have any regrets is a load of shit. Everybody who's, who's lived their life to any degree is going to have regrets and, uh, and would love the opportunity, you know, to take a step back and maybe, you know, re-examine or rethink certain, you know, significant decisions they've made throughout life. And uh, if I had the opportunity to do so, right. that would probably be the one I would want to Double check on All right. and uh, and see what's going on. So yeah, that would be if I could possibly do it. Oof. You know, courtesy of physics, that's uh, that's what I would give myself. Well, you're, you're setting the bar so high on <laughs> all of these. Wow. And my parents thought they had a band when I would hand them the Sears catalog with pages earmarked and <laughs> yeah, yeah. this item here five A and I, but not that one. I went five A. Yeah. Well, I got to say, I thought I was helping them. They it's it's I, whatever you put in the eggnog, John, because it's working. It's working. <laughs> All right, so my uh, my second off the top of my head lark okay. um, that I would love uh, as a Christmas present is a, um, a, a kind of an amalgamation between a, a Kelly LeBrock circa Weird Science mm-hmm. and uh, Paulie Perrette from NCIS plays okay. Abby. All right, um, but in general, a six foot or taller uh, British goth supermodel uh, to call my very own, yes. and, and, and build a nest with, if you will. Why six feet? I like tall women. Okay. Yeah, because I have a tall presence. Okay. Yeah. So you're a leg man. <laughs> a leg man. Because obviously to get a girl... I suppose. Just, yeah. yeah it's gotta be. I'm, I'm an everything man. Oh, I, very Everything good. on the buffet is, is okay. my favorite. An equal opportunity of feather. Yeah. I like yeah. it. I like yeah. it. True story. Many years ago when I was gasp engaged, um, the first conversation I had on the phone with my later fiance... Hmm. Uh, who was 5'11", okay. said to me, well, how tall are you? Because I, I never date men shorter than me. Wait and a minute. Did you say you never date men shorter than you? She said that. Oh, she said she that. She said that. Okay. I'm glad you clarified that. Yeah. Good. So uh, she said, well, how tall are you? I said, oh, about 5'10". She said, oh. I said, but no, no, no. Uh, trust me. I have a very tall presence. Yeah. Well, she later confirms after she <laughs> you know, a- a- accepted the engagement. And I do. I'm watching the life. This lady was 5'11"? 5'11". Very challenging. Tall drink of water, yes. All right, all right. I didn't realize she was going to turn into a drill sergeant until after the proposal. Yikes. <laughs> but hey, these things happen. It happens. As every woman I've ever known told me after the breakup, it's better you know these things now. <laughs> Seriously, that's what everybody says. I, I just broke up with Wonder Woman, and this yeah. is what you've got for me? Oh, good. Good. There's other fish in the sea. Well, that's what they say. And there are. Oh, there's a lot of fish in the sea. I that's was looking for a shark, and I yeah, got a I hear you. fish. Ooh. All Ooh. right, what do you got, sir? I can't wait uh, to hear this one. All right, all right. <laughs> um, metaphorical, obviously. Uh, but, you know, coming on the heels of my number two, uh, my number one would be a great big 50-gallon drum of liquid I don't give a shit anymore. Huh. Coming off, What proof is that? Coming off of 2020... Uh, and obviously, that would be 100 proof or more. Uh, but coming off of 2020, uh, any person with any shred of empathy, mm-hmm. you know, any, any uh, degree of, of paying attention and being dialed into the state of humanity and our fellow man um, would definitely like an opportunity to step back from that. 
right. get a vacation from that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how it's done. Uh, I'm sure there are some people out there that probably can do it. I'm not one of them. But, yeah, just the opportunity to, to unplug, I yeah. guess, from, you know, the reality of the situation for just a little while mm-hmm. and, uh, and get some peace of mind and, and, and whatnot before coming back to it and addressing it and stepping up and, and doing whatever it is you need to do uh, to get through the day. Right. You know? No, so. I, I hear you. That's, you know what? Mine is very, very similar. Yeah. Um, you know, I was going to try and be specific and say, well... You know, give me David Lee Roth a, a couple hours to kill and an unlimited bar tab. You know, <laughs> but if I about were to, the same effect, yeah. About and the if same I was effect. to push it a step further, which I will, I would say, give me a bar. Okay. And that's it. I want to own a bar. Okay. Because one of the things that I miss from the whole COVID shutdown is going to a bar because I enjoy watching people and to yeah. a limited extent interacting with them. Sure. Because sometimes you can learn more just by watching than actually interacting with So them. true. So true. And I feel like that I, I, I'm starting to lose touch with my humanity not being exposed to it with that give and take. Yeah. Because aside from another few close friends that happen to live like close by, mm-hmm. you're the only other person I get to talk to on a non-business level yeah. about whatever the hell's going on. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. And it's... it's um, I always fancied myself the type that could be a Robinson Crusoe because I don't need people to entertain me. Right. But yet, as a mammal, you've got to be able to interact with, oh, with yeah. other human beings. Oh, absolutely. Or you start getting a little, little you oh, know. we're social creatures. Little donkey brains, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so for me, that, that's what I would want to do. And I would invite all my friends. There would be an open tab. Or if I was going to do it for financial gain, <laughs> I would rather have some place where it's like, you know, you buy the membership for, say, $1,000. Right. And that gets you 100 days worth of open bar drinking or nice. some nonsense like that. Nice. Um, and just, again, get to meet the people coming in and out. Because there was a bar that I used to go to all the time, which I won't name. Um, but I met so many great people once I moved to New England going mm-hmm. to this bar. And to this day... I mean, I've been in their weddings and everything, and I, yeah. you know, there when their kids are born and stuff. And it's amazing sometimes where you meet people and the, the, the ties and the friendships that are formed. It you truly know? is. It I mean, truly is. you and I won't tell these unwashed <laughs> masses how we met, but it was the same thing, just on a lark yep. and the planets aligned, you know? Planets yep. can't align when you can't get into outer space. This is true. This is true. And yeah, I'm, I, I, I fully understand where you're coming from. And, uh, you know, in a situation like that, having David Lee would be a bonus. Oh, yeah. Well, I'd I'd hire him just to sit there and spout David Lee-isms. Because you know he would. He would. (laughs) Without being paid. And and it would be nonstop. It would be infinite. And uh, and it would be incredibly, incredibly enjoyable. It would be fun. Yeah. You know, you'd have people just just dying laughing. You know, just just that that laughter, you know, to a point where it hurts. You know? But, uh, but yeah, fully understand where you're coming from on that one, brother. I truly so there's do. There's our imaginary gifts to ourselves. Yes. Who knows? We've both been good this year. Maybe it'll be under the tree. Who knows? Yep. Yep. I got a hankering for another rock and roll Christmas song. You know, I'm, I'm thinking it's a, that's a necessity at this point. I'm thinking we, uh, we need to cut loose a little bit on this one. And, uh, Let's hit it with the granddaddy of rock and roll Christmas songs. You know, I think you were justified in calling it that. <laughs> uh, this is, of course... Uh, a group that puts things in perspective like no other group that came before them or since. Yep. Uh, this would be the Kinks, 
and their uh, their absolutely timeless 1977 single, uh, Father Christmas. Timeless is true. Enjoy this, folks, and we'll be back in a few with some more things and stuff. Toys for the little rich boys. 
Such Father, a fun Father Christmas, Christmas song. Give me some money. Yep. You know, if if there's anybody you can rely on to cut through the bullshit, get right to the point, exactly. get right to the bottom line. All about presents. Ray Davies and the Kinks, man. So yeah, that was a that was a single in 1977. That huh. was not on an album. Uh, it got late, it, later on. It got incorporated into um, you know compilation albums mm-hmm. and whatnot. But uh, but yeah, that was just a single. That was just a one off. And uh, as far as I'm concerned, you yeah, know, as far as classic conter- classic Christmas tunes go, yep. yeah, they have nailed it. They totally did. Yeah, I mean, at the very least, let's be realistic. Top five at the very least. Yeah. Um, I like it in a one spot. You like it in a one spot. In this little realm we call rock and roll. You yep. know, yep. we had some different ones. We had a little Tom Petty. I mean, some of the other ones we kicked around. Um, I like the Paul of, McCartney, Simply yeah. Having a Wonderful Christmas Time. Yeah. And uh, honorable mention to Oi to the World by the Vandals. Uh, indeed. That was a, indeed, that was a yeah. friend. And if anybody out there has not heard of this song yet, um, <laughs> you need to go looking for it. You need to dial it up. Weird Al Yankovic. Weighing in on Christmas. Um, uh, yes, Weird Al, an American poet. Yeah, with, uh, <laughs> I think it was the year Santa Claus went insane. And uh, the, 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 uh, the corresponding video, the claymation video, the claymation video, video. Yes, is absolutely that. hilarious. <laughs> absolutely hilarious. Uh, honorable mention to the Pogues, uh, fairy tale in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, from what I understand, you know, with folks from the New York area, that's a classic among them. That's uh, obviously a... a, a Protagonist uh, weighing in from the drunk tank yep. on uh, on Christmas also Day. Also, a star-studded video. Yeah, look, look for the stars in the yep. video. Yep, and uh, you know who could possibly uh, nail that better than the Pogues, right? You know, and, and Shane McGowan, um, uh, Little Stephen and the Disciples of Soul mm-hmm. have a have a great Christmas song called uh, "Merry Christmas." I don't want to fight. Sure, and I think my Springsteen. You know. Bruce has a couple of classics. Yeah. I've always been very, very partial to his version of Merry Christmas, Baby. Yep. You know, which yep. is a classic. It's not a Bruce tune. It goes back, you know, quite a few years. But love Bruce's rendition. Let me ask you this. It. Outside of the rock and roll realm, the entire yeah. pantheon of Christmas songs, yeah. what's your favorite and who's it by? Um, you know, in all honesty, I'd, I'd probably go with Bruce and Merry Christmas, Baby. You know, it's it's a classic tune. I mean, it it has its roots in R and B and the 1950s, and uh, I just you know love the recorded version of it that Bruce does because it's live. Right, right. And uh, you know you have the give and take from the audience, which is a staple of Bruce shows. Mm-hmm. Um, if I had to pick one tune, um, that would be it. His his uh, uh, his rendition of um, what is it? Um, Santa Claus is coming to town mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is also great. That always puts a smile on my face. Right. Um, there are a lot of lot of Christmas tunes uh, that don't pass muster. Right. Um, they were obviously recorded by somebody who was being opportunistic. True. Um, but not so much with a lot of the a lot of the classics. You know? No. And I guess with the classics, we tend to, at least in my case, we like the ones that our parents liked because that's what they would play. When oh we were yeah, small the Johnny children. Mathis stuff. I yeah. love me some Johnny Mathis. Absolutely. But yeah. you know, another favorite of mine is uh, has always been Burl Ives yep. because he was the he played the snowman in those little <laughs> animated specials. <laughs> yes. But listen to him do um, silver and gold. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you start tying him into some of the claymation classics. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the year without a Santa Claus. Yep. Um, Anything by. Cold Miser or, or Snow Miser, <laughs> heat, or miser. heat Miser. Yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, all those those ditties. But I would have to say, yeah, overall, I'm going to go with um, 
Johnny Mathis, and it could be a toss-up of Slay uh-huh. Rider, Winter Wonderland. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, his version of Winter Wonderland just, just puts you there. Yeah, it just exactly. Puts you there. And that's, you know, the same thing like you mentioned, Springsteen. There's so much obvious joy in those renditions when he does yeah, them. Yeah, Maybe it's because so. he's part, you know, with the big band around him, and, mm-hmm. and Clemens was putting out that energy, too. Oh, yeah. And it's oh, just, that line at the beginning of the song when he asked Clarence if he's been, right, you know, right. practicing real hard, Santa bring him a new saxophone. And that stuff, yeah. even though, like, a lot of this music is so processed and, and perfected in the studio, joy comes across regardless. Oh, yeah. You know? Well, it's easy... You know, to be cynical this time of the year. Yeah. You know, God knows I've 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 had those years myself. We all but, have. Yep. You know, when you when you you hear a song um, like Bruce's take on Santa Claus is coming to town that totally takes you out of the cynicism mm-hmm. and and reacquaints you or reconnects you with the joy, you know, of this time of the year, which yep. is you know, with all that's going on in the world and the overabundance of media, yep. um, it's easy to lose track of the simple joys. Uh, that come with the season. But I tell you what, speaking of simple joys, yes, you know what's right around the corner? Oh, (laughs) yes, yes, yes. Guess what, kids? Yes, it's about that magic time for the second annual Big Boom Radio Boomer Awards. (laughs) Yeah, we tie it in with the the year-end show. And uh, and there's there's actually a a rundown of, of awards that we bequeath. We induct yep. people into the Big Boom Radio Hall of Fame. Because the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame sucks. <laughs> and we don't want Whitney Houston, sorry, in, in our Hall of Fame because she's not yeah, a rock star. Yeah, we, we, we kind of look down on that quote-unquote institution, yep, yep. which seems to run contrary to the very ethos of rock and roll. Yep. So last year, just to give everybody a quick recap, we started off with the foundation, the Mount Rushmore, if you will, of the Beatles, the Rolling Stones, Led Zeppelin, and Elvis Presley Getting in automatically. Yep. Because one of us was going to pick one or all of them anyway. Oh, yeah. There's no argument with any of those guys. Yep. Then we each get to put in four acts, okay, or artists. And the rules are you get one nomination for one time period. Yeah. Yeah, we go through eras. We go through the Bronze Era, which is, uh, you know, the really classic stuff, 1950 and 1970. Yep. We go the Golden Age, you know, which rock did shift during that period of time from 1971 to 1980. Uh, we go with the Silver Age, which, again, whole new category yep. of bands, whole new classifications. That's 81 to 90. And then we go to the Modern Age, the quote-unquote Modern Age, mm-hmm. uh, which runs from 91 to 2010. Though I'm sure you trip over this as much as I do. <laughs> you know, what, what we understood you know, when we were in college or immediate post-college as, as new rock, modern rock, right. uh, alternative rock, has now... Fallen into, I should say fallen, that's a, that's a, a brutal <laughs> way to look down on it. But it, it, it is now classified as quote-unquote classic, yep. and we dub it the modern age. So what four acts uh, from oldest to newest did you put in last year, Michael? Uh, last year, uh, for the Bronze Age, uh, I picked the Doors. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Golden Age, I picked the Clash. I'm sure that shocked okay. nobody. <laughs> Uh, the Silver Age, uh, God knows there were a lot of different bands that, yeah. uh, that I juggled with, but given their impact on acts that came after them... Listen uh, to him explain himself, folks. <laughs> Listen. Just because I get so much shit every time I go here. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I picked Jane's Addiction on that one. And then uh, the Modern Age, I went with Pearl Jam. 
And yeah. a lot of people lump James and Pearl Jam into the same era, but that's that's not accurate. James right. was an 80s band. They really Indeed. were. Indeed, different time period. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, we had the, uh, the, uh, the Immortals, I guess, uh, of those eras, which, John, you pretty much... Uh, laid out. Do you remember who you went with for each era? Let me see if I recall. Uh, my old, old one, no, I'm not even going to look, is <laughs> Johnny Cash. Yep. Okay. Yep. Uh, oof, this is the one I have trouble with. Who went in second? The Who. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Then I went from The Who to, again, no surprise to anybody. And I can take my lumps when I deserve <laughs> it. Van Halen was my. Silver Age as, as, as guilty as I am for going to the right, James right. Edition well constantly. Yeah, Johnny owns mail the, that one in. There's no surprise. Yeah, Johnny owns the Van Halen. <laughs> and then uh, the modern one, I believe, was the Foo Fighters. It's a great call. And they're because they're still, I mean, the modern one's tricky because it's about, yes, stuff they've done within that time period, mm -hmm. but also how much more, I mean, do you expect them to do? Yeah, these bands are still kicking around. As a matter of fact, before COVID shut it down, right. I was looking forward to seeing the Foo Fighters hit Boston back in May. Remember that when we used to talk about what shows we were going to go oh, see? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah, last last couple summers was uh, was privileged to see Pearl Jam at Fenway Park, mm -hmm. and uh, so yeah, they're still putting it out. They're still kicking down. And then again, folks, the itinerary for these nominations, and we do labor over this because we only got four, and we each got four more to go in this year. It's all about record sales, recognizability, like their sound, mm -hmm. okay, and impact on other artists, yeah, or yeah. culture at large, okay, yeah. staying power maybe. Um, and that's it. And that's why we, we come up with these. And they're going to be four more added to the pantheon of heroes. And then as a super extra added bonus, my and, personal and favorite this, award. The, yeah, this one is a good, good, good fun, good time. Well, yeah, unless you get nominated. <laughs> it's the piece of shit of the year award. And that's, that's usually a long list of nominees, I must say. A lot say. of nominees yeah. and honorable mentions. And last year, if I remember correctly, you went with uh, Mr. Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown, yeah. I was a little chapped over what was going on with the Patriots <laughs> at the time. Yes, you were. And, uh, yeah. and for most of the year, he did prove himself to be a piece of shit. He certainly was. Now he's back on the gridiron, and you know, we'll, we'll see. Kind of amazing. Hasn't, yeah. hasn't screwed it up yet. He's been right, back for right. a couple of weeks now, and, uh, and yeah, he's still... Still on the uh, receiving end of uh, Tom Brady's uh, yep. best efforts <laughs> down in Tampa Bay. And I had gone with uh, female soccer star extraordinaire Megan Rapinoe. Boy, did she get under your skin last she year. She did. Uh, because, yeah, her main argument was women soccer players should get the same amount of money as men. And I, remember I was like, that. no, because it's a business and it's entertainment and it's not the and, real world. Yeah, and you're not generating nearly that. Nearly enough. <laughs> One of fifth if they're yeah. lucky. Uh, so, yeah, she kind of disappeared. I haven't seen her in the, in the news lately. Kind of been a little low-key. Well, it's, yeah. it's hard when that, that's your thing. If, if you know, your, your platform comes virtue of whatever it is you're doing when you're not allowed to do that anymore, right? no platform. Yeah, oddly enough, I think people felt that, you know, female business women and, and, and doctors and, and nurses and other professionals deserved it more than professional athletes mm. making a fifth of their male counterparts. <laughs> Weird. Weird how that works in the age of COVID. Uh, strange days indeed. Yeah. Strange days so, indeed. So, yes, and stranger days are a coming, my friend. So, oh, yeah. on that note, thank you so much, everyone, again, for joining us and, and sharing this year with us. And uh, for myself and Michael Sean Lee, we wish you and your family the happiest of holidays. And as always, I'm Johnny Teflon. And I'm Michael Sean Lee. And we'll see you all on the flip side. Merry Christmas.
up, all the elves were making toys For the good Gentile girls and the good Gentile boys When the boss busted in, nearly scared him half to death Had a rifle in his hands and cheap whiskey on his breath From his beard to his boots, he was covered with ammo Like a big fat drunk, disgruntled, yuletide Rambo And he smiled as he said, with a twinkle in his eye Merry Christmas to all, now you're all gonna die The night Santa went crazy Well, the workshop is gone now, he decided to bomb it Everywhere you'll find pieces of Cupid and Comet And he tied up his helpers, and he held the elves hostage And he ground up poor Rudolph into reindeer sausage He got Dancer and Prancer with an old German Luger And he slashed up Dasher just like Freddy Krueger And he picked up a flamethrower and he barbecued Blitzen Now Vixen's 